Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minko Gadget. Hello, folks. Today we're going to talk about sorting. We're going to primarily focus on two different subtopics. We're going to talk about what should we do if we have to sort a collection during a coding interview and whether we should implement the sorting algorithm ourselves if the task that we're solving at work requires a collection to be sorted in some order. So I'm getting these questions very frequently and I want to address both of them. First, let's start with whether we should implement the sorting algorithm ourselves or use the one that is already provided by the standard library of the language that we're using or even built into the language. So the short answer of this is, well, definitely not. The sorting algorithm that comes with the language, it is definitely very well tested. It has been tested by a lot of people, like probably millions of people in hundreds of millions of programs. And on top of that, it's very efficient. It is very unlikely for you to be able to achieve higher level of efficiency. So a couple of years ago, actually many years ago now, maybe over 10 years ago, I uh, wrote a blog post comparing different sorting algorithms in JavaScript. I'll provide a link to this blog post, but in general, my idea was to compare how well they are performing on a large collection with random numbers. I also compared them to the built-in sorting algorithm in V8. So what turned out was that V8 was less performant compared to my custom implementation of heap sort and quick sort. And that was absolutely surprising for me. Back then, I believe I was still in college and I got a comment on my blog from one of the engineers working on V8 or on Chromium back then. Like you can't imagine how excited I was. I got some attention from the person, from one of the people who are working on the tool set that I'm using daily. So his explanation was that my sorting algorithms are faster because they're unstable compared to V8's algorithm, which back then was stable. And since, right, I guess since recently, it is by standard that the JavaScript sorting algorithm in array.prostype.sort is supposed to be stable. Let us briefly talk about stability of a sorting algorithm. In fact, it is a very common situation that you would want to rely on a stable algorithm. Imagine that you have a collection of numbers and you have duplicates of these numbers. A stable sorting algorithm would not change the places, would not swap any of the duplicates. And this is very important, especially when you have to sort a collection based on two different criteria. Now for numbers, it doesn't seem like a big deal because basically the numbers there, they represent exactly the same entity in memory. But if you have an object and you first want to sort this object by an ID and right after that, let's say by the first name of the people, if this represents a person, then you would want to rely on a stable sorting algorithm. Even though my article shown that a quick sort, custom implementation of quick sort in JavaScript was more performant compared to the built-in array.prostype.sort algorithm, I didn't take this into consideration. And this is something that you should definitely consider when you're solving a problem. So yes, 
you may know a lot of sorting algorithms, but very rarely you'd have to implement one yourself. This shouldn't stop you from learning about sorting though, because learning a sorting algorithm would provide you a huge level of insight into how you can solve other problems with a subset of the implementation of a sorting algorithm. There are many examples for this, but probably the most popular ones are just merging two sorted arrays. This is part of merge sort. If you want to understand heaps, well, heap sort is a good motivation for this. If you understand how heap sort works, you would have an understanding as well of the heap data structure. We discussed already quick select a few episodes back. So quick select is an algorithm which uses the partitioning implementation from quick sort. You can see how by learning these three different algorithms, we're getting a higher level of insight. We, we know how to solve specific set of problems, of course, sorting, but also we can pivot this implementation and go to something completely different. Often when we talk about algorithms, people think of sorting. I would say that this probably happens because the most popular computer science algorithms are about sorting. There was a very popular interview with Barack Obama where, I believe that was at Google, where someone asked him, what is the most efficient way to sort 1,064-bit integers? And Barack Obama said, I would probably say that bubble sort is not the right way to go. Sorting is definitely popular, but this definitely doesn't include all the algorithms all there. There are algorithms about graphs, about trees, searching algorithms, and so on and so forth. I guess because of this perception, most people associate the coding interviews on whiteboard with just expecting the interviewee to have memorized a bunch of algorithms and just write them down on a board. That's not the case. During a coding interview, uh, the interviewer is usually trying to check a couple of things. First of all, whether you have a good technical knowledge, whether you can evaluate the pros and cons of different approaches. The interviewer also wants to check though whether you can work in a team. That is very important. If you have a problem, you shouldn't get a solution right away. You should discuss different alternatives with the interviewer because some new things may show up. For example, you can ask whether the collection fits in memory or not. You can ask if, they, if the interviewer asks, says like sort this number, uh, this list of numbers. Obviously, that's not going to be the question. But if that's the question, you should ask, well, this list of numbers, does it include only integers or does it include decimal numbers? Also, it shows whether you have good leadership skills. Because leadership can be demonstrated not only during situational questions. When you are solving a problem, it is very clear whether you have some leadership skills just by considering different corner cases or taking initiative in order to implement a solution that you're aware of or just asking about corner cases that the interviewer might have not given you enough information about. If, however, the interviewer asks you, I want you to implement quick sort right now in the next five minutes, you should probably leave. That's not the best company for you. I already mentioned that probably you would not want to implement a sorting algorithm yourself if you have a problem to sort a couple of integers or a couple of objects by a particular field, right? However, there are some particular cases when using a custom sorting algorithm might be a better solution. Here you should understand that on average, a 
sorting algorithm which uses comparison of the individual elements, it cannot be more performant than O and log N. If you're not familiar with the big O notation, I have left a couple of links in the description of this episode. If you are barely familiar with it, or you want to know a little bit more about it, or just get an intuition, you can think of big O of N as performing an iteration over a collection from one, like with N elements and performing some fast action. If we talk about N square, this is pretty much having two nested loops where for each iteration of the first loop, we are performing N iteration in the nested loop instead. And for log n, well, we are just performing log n operations. It is very important that the sorting algorithm cannot be faster than n log n if we're performing comparisons. So can we get faster without comparisons? That is a good question. And in some cases, yes, we can. If our data types that we want to sort, they align to specific, to specific requirements, we can achieve much higher level of efficiency. And this could be useful not only in our day-to-day -day practice, but also during a coding interview. So here is a use case for implementing the sorting algorithm yourself. If the interviewer is looking for a linear solution instead of n log n, so they're looking for a fast solution of a problem that involves sorting elements, you can ask them to give you more details about the type of the elements in this collection. If there are only integers, then here it is. You can use the algorithm counting sort. We're going to discuss counting sort in a little bit. I have also left a link in the description in the episode. If they tell you that these are decimals that you should sort, but they're uniformly distributed, well, you can use bucket sort. There are a couple of different algorithms which allow you to go faster, which allow you to be faster than n log n, and you should be familiar with them as well. If you're looking for a very performance solution over a specific data type, then, well, go for it. Of course, as a disclaimer, if you're operating over small collections, probably it doesn't really matter which sorting algorithm you're taking advantage of. So keep your, your source code minimalistic and clean and stick to the default implementation in the language that you're using. If, however, you're working on a very performance critical system, you should consider one of these linear sorting algorithms, such as counting sort and bucket sort. Talking about counting sort, how does this work? As you can imagine, it is related to counting numbers. So if we have the collection, let's say 0, 1, 1, 2, which is already sorted right now, we first start the algorithm by counting how many occurrences of the individual elements we have. So we have 1, 0, we have 2 times 1, and we have 1 time 2. This way we can build an array and in this array, we can encode for each index how many numbers smaller than the element on this index we have. So, for example, the first index is going to be 0. Do we have any elements smaller than 0 here? No, we don't have any elements smaller than 0. So, in the first element of this array, we just put 0. After that, we go to the index 1. We count how many elements we have that are smaller than 1. What we do in this particular case is count zero. So yeah, here it is. We have one element smaller than one. When we go to two, we're going to count both zero and the two elements which are equal to one, which means that here we have three elements that are smaller than two. And later than 
based on having this kind of index by having this array, which includes how many elements we have smaller than the element residing on the particular index, we can return a new array, which based on this knowledge creates a sorted collection. I have applied a link to this algorithm. As you can see in the link, this is nothing too complicated. In this episode, we already discussed counting sort, which is a very efficient algorithm for sor sorting positive integers, or they could be either even negative, but we may have to perform a specific transformation over them. We also discussed whether we should implement the sorting algorithm ourselves when we have to sort a collection or take advantage of the one that is already provided by the platform. And yes, the answer is probably we shouldn't implement it ourselves. We also discussed how you can approach a coding interview and why the whiteboard interviews are actually providing some very important indicator for the interviewers. Make sure that you provide your interviewer with a perspective for your technical knowledge, for your teamwork, as well for your leadership skills by just asking questions around the problem that you need to solve. Until next time, bye-bye. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgetchup. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgetchup.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,